Hi, One Heart Church. Great to be with you again. I hope you're well. And thanks for joining us uh, today for our church service. I want to give a special mention to the folks at Alliston. Uh, it's great that you're tuning in and hope that you're getting a lot out of the services that we're providing. And uh, you know, I guess you'll probably be able to start meeting together there before we do. Um, but we'll work things out as we go as uh, the conditions are easing. I also want to say uh, hi to Neville and Marie in Handorf. Great that you're tuning in and I, I love your messages that you give us uh, of encouragement. So uh, nice to have you tuning in guys. Also Dale watching from Melbourne. Um, good to have you watching Dale and I hope I do everything that is uh, correct theologically and uh, I'm sure you have a great lot of fun uh, listening to my messages. So the title of today's message, I'm going to pray but I'll give you the, the message first. It's called Victory in Your Spirit and if you've been tuning in with us and, and uh, those of you who are part of One Heart Church you'll know that our theme for this year is victory and I want to talk about victory in our spirits, our inner the, the inner ability to have victories. So uh, let's just pray and then we're going to get uh, straight into the message this morning. So dear Heavenly Father, I just pray uh, in the name of Jesus that as people are watching this broadcast this morning, that the Holy Spirit may move into their very uh, lounge room, their bedroom, their, their kitchen, wherever it is they're meeting today and just begin to uh, speak into the hearts and the lives uh, deep within us that we may become uh, better equipped um, better uh, prepared for the walk ahead as disciples of Jesus Christ. So right now we invite you to come, speak into our hearts, soften our hearts, help us to absorb the word of God uh, as we listen to this um, message this morning. So uh, I just want to start with, with a, a few ideas here this morning and throw some things out here. The Christian walk with Jesus uh, if you've been in church for any length of time, has many quitters. Those who have started, but for whatever reason, various reasons, uh, they don't complete their journey with Jesus. So if you can gain any, anything from today's message, it is don't quit on the call and the direction of God for your life because that is the most valuable thing that you can have uh, and you want to really hang on to that and keep that. Um, it's funny, in hard times, people tend to seek after God and it's often in the good times that people walk away from God. Uh, and I guess it's because when we're desperate, when we um, need answers, we'll be, we'll be trying anything, we'll be searching everywhere and we we can be crying out to God for his help and assistance. But then when there is no crisis in our life, it's when we often uh, turn away and, and wander away from God. But um, we, I think there's, there's a, a, some, some things I want to just talk about today. I hope that they're okay for us to, to be honest about today. But uh, as, as human beings, as people, we're experienced at measuring ourselves uh, in certain ways. So we, we, you know, if we're thinking about if we're a success or not, we'll measure ourselves by how much money we earn, uh, the house that we live in, the car, uh, the clothes, uh, our taste in music, even our, our football team can be used as a, a, a system that we self-measure ourselves by. And I don't think uh, we take half as much notice of where we are spiritually as we really ought to. But spiritual health is never measured by wealth, status, achievements or popularity. 
Spiritual health, this is, I've just you know, kind of thought about this myself, and I've, I've put it all into a, one little paragraph. Spiritual health in the good times and bad times is inner strength that holds on to hope in every situation measured by the level of our faith in Jesus. And I want to uh, emphasize that word faith in Jesus because that's where it all starts, that's where it all um, uh, is coming from, and that's the most important factor. But a common attitude of our society today or our culture today is casualization. Um, That's in the place of commitment, where people used to be committed to things. We now have a casualization. Uh, We see this in many parts of our modern-day culture. Uh, it's, It's all... Uh, through our our culture today in Australia, um, which has actually led to a rise that I've called recreational spirituality. It's a casual connection to our salvation for a bit of fun or social engagement. um, And I guess if we were to live that way, it's a recipe for a flat Christian experience. You know, not very exciting, not very cutting edge, not very on the ball with uh, where we ought to be and desiring to be with the plan and the call of God that, that God has for every one of us. So that's not the life that Jesus has in mind when he thinks of you, to have a flat experience. Um, we can and should go beyond recreational spirituality and experience life that is spiritually victorious. And, I want, and that's the whole goal for this year's training and teaching in, the, uh, in our preaching in church is that we want to step up into spiritual levels of victory. Uh, not, measured, not, sorry, ugh, not measured by money or any other material standard, but by the standards of God. So walking by the Spirit, not by the flesh or not by the, the laws of our uh, natural reasoning. Um, Galatians 5 verse 16, it, uh, it reads like this. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now that sounds very, uh, very interesting, but uh, I want you to start to consider ways in which you can implement walking in the Spirit over just walking according to the natural way of thinking and the, and the, the, the conditions that are around us physically. So John 6 verse 63, it says, the spirit, gives, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Now these are words of Jesus. Jesus used extreme language to demonstrate his point that we need to look after our spiritual health. So the Bible tells us those who measure themselves by themselves are not wise. Uh, that's found in 2 Corinthians 10:12. So we need an external measure that establishes our true spiritual position our true spiritual health. And what I hope we can do from today's message is to really think and consider uh, by applying some of these keys I'm going to give you uh, where we're at spiritually with God. So we can't compare ourselves with what someone else is doing. We can't really get a proper gauge of where we're at if we're measuring ourselves by other people. We have to measure ourselves by the estimations that we see from the Word of God and what God sees, not just what we're thinking we're doing 
uh, among others. So if we were to consider, you know, you know, I might think that I'm a really, really great sportsman if I'm just uh, lifting weights all by myself and not comparing myself with anybody. I could be a, uh, you know, a giant. But uh, when, when I'm comparing myself uh, to the, re- the real world, I realise that um, I'm not all that I would like to be. So I want to give you five points that measure our spiritual health. So I hope they, uh, they all make sense and that, that they are adaptable to your situation and that you can uh, apply some of these things and, and do some self-analysation. So the first, the first thing I want us to look at is the fairness measure. So I'll explain these things. Matthew 7 verse 2, it says, For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So that key word there is measure. I'm going to use that word right through the points today about um, these standards of measure that we can apply to ourselves. So Proverbs 20 verse 10, it says, False weights and unequal measures the Lord detests. Um, He detests double standards of every kind. And God wasn't saying this for uh, for just for fruit shops it's for a spiritual purpose in in our everyday life spiritually so that we can be spiritually healthy so the spiritually um, the, the spiritually healthy person um, have a a fairness in their disposition with others and so I have the question are you fair with others so the opposite extreme of fair is hypocrisy judging others but excusing yourself. Um, we've got to measure fairness for victory in our spirits. And I, I'll, I'll make it a personal challenge. You need to measure fairness in your life for victory in your spirit. So the second, the second point is the faithful measure. So we've got to measure our faithfulness. Luke 16 verse 10, it says, If you are faithful in little things... You'll be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Faithful has many aspects to it. Uh, a personal application uh, to be spiritually faithful. Um, I'll give you um, three quick little pointers about um, how we can apply being spiritually faithful. Stay planted. Stay planted in, in a church. Um, faithful means to be firmly attached. I've got a scripture there for you, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. You can do some homework and, and uh, read into that, and hopefully that can really uh, uh, solidify uh, about being planted in the house of God. Uh, the second part there is uh, finish what you start. There are a lot of people who start projects, start renovations, start fixing the car, uh, start lots of things in life and never finish. And uh, we don't want to live that kind of a uh, lifestyle as, uh, as believers, as disciples. We want to finish the project spiritually, uh, personally, corporately, that we start. So finish what you start. Matthew 5.17, um, Jesus speaks about let your yes be yes and your no, no. So if you, don't, if you um, aren't going to carry uh, something through to completion then don't start. But let, let your yes be yes. And when you commit to something, 
uh, finish what you start. And there's great joy and great satisfaction when we complete things, when we finish things. There's the, the other opposite extreme of that is if we have a whole trail of unfinished business behind us and uh, we live with the, uh, the, I guess, the baggage of, of that that um, uh, can speak to us about um, uh, our, our personal value because we know um, we've never actually completed anything. Um, and, and, and the third little point here on faithfulness is being loyal to Jesus above all else. Uh, Ruth chapter 1 verse 16, uh, Ruth says to Naomi, her mother-in-law, don't ask me to turn back. Wherever I go, uh, wherever you go, sorry, I will go and your God will be my God. So there's a, she's declaring a, a declaration of, of faithfulness, of commitment to her uh, mother-in-law. But and we need to have that kind of a perspective, that kind of uh, desire and and uh, um, commitment to our our relationship with Jesus. So a faithful measure can be trusted to carry things to completion. Uh, we've got to measure faithful for victory in your in our spirits. Um, measure faithful for, for victory in your in your spiritual circumstance. When I say measure faithful, it's, it means uh, take a look at yourself and say, where have I been faithful? Where do I need to become faithful to, to certain things? So, I mean, faithful can also be um, when, when you're on a roster someplace. Uh, obviously, um, we have those kind of things in church when, when we're doing things normally. Uh, um, be faithful to a roster. And just say, well, um, that, that's my commitment. My first priority will be to be faithful because as we serve uh, others in the house of God, we're serving Jesus. Um, so the third measure that we need to work on is the feed measure. Now, it's not really great English, but hopefully you can understand where I'm coming from. In Ezekiel 4 verse 10, God instructed the prophet Ezekiel on a strict diet. In a, it was a prophetic example to Israel. Um, so God told uh, Ezekiel, measure out this food, only eat these certain foods, and uh, eat it at, at only set times, because it was a spiritual example um, uh, that was for the whole nation of Israel. But when I read that, it's also an example for us um, about what you're feeding on. We fill ourselves on all types of, of feed with no spiritual value. We, we can spend hours consuming toxins to our spirit, um, what, we, what we're reading, what we're looking at, what we're watching, um, uh, what we're occupying our, our thoughts on. And then we find ourselves spiritually unprepared at a deficit when facing spiritual challenges. So when life gets filled with bad feed, there is no appetite for a God feed. hope that's all making sense to you tonight or today. So we, we can be too tired. We can be distracted, uh, busy, and become spiritually disconnected from where we ought to be. So avoid making this, uh, this aspect of your life another regulation or discipline to follow. It's, it's all about giving attention to your spirit life connecting with Jesus, it's relationship, not regulation. So always remember that. Um, when, when we keep that relationship and connection with, our, with, with Jesus in the right perspective in what we do, it makes all the difference. So you'll know when it's working, when a challenge comes knocking. You'll face it 
knowing you have Jesus within you. So sometimes we might think, well, I just need to have Jesus with me. Uh, I just need to have Jesus on my side. Um, I think when we really start to get to grips with, the, um, with feeding on Jesus in the right way, we have him within us. So, so when the challenge comes in life, we're stepping up to the challenge because we know Jesus is in us. So we step up to the task and not run away. So measure your feed for victory in your spirit. So measure, what you, measure your time that you're giving to listen to God, to worship the Lord, to, uh, uh, to pray, to, to study the word of God, uh, to spend time with other Christians. So that leads me to, my, uh, to, to our f- fourth measure, and that is the fellowship measure. Proverbs 12 verse 25 says, Worry weighs a person down. An encouraging word cheers a person up. So we are created with the need for community. We need others and others need us. Others need you. So I'll give you a little, a, a little snippet here of truth. Rambo does not exist. There are no one-man armies in real life. That's Hollywood, not real life. So um, you've got to have people who feed your faith and and not your fears. Have people around you who feed your faith and don't, um, don't speak into your fears and solidify fear in your life. So I've got a couple of questions that, that are really important that we need to answer for ourselves. Who prays with you? Who can pray with you? And who can you talk to? And it's not all about surrounding ourselves with people who just uh, um, tell us all about uh, what we already know about ourselves or, or, or keep us comfortable in our own little uh, cocoon of thought. We need to have people who can challenge, uh, uh, challenge and motivate and direct us spiritually uh, in a good way, in a positive way, not putting us down, making us feel inadequate or any of those things. It's a, a positive uh, enforcement that we're looking for in our life. Um, and if you can't answer those two questions, you need to urgently change that and, uh, um, and ask the Lord to help you to find those people who can, who can pray with you, who can um, talk with you and motivate and challenge you in the right ways. Because I want to tell you something, cycles of negativity grow in isolation and they also grow in the company of bad advisors. And you want to surround yourself with good advisors who are doing everything in their power to help you succeed to get to your heavenly reward. That's the, the kind of people you want around you. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. And I hope that, that we can see a church culture that uh, is all about encouraging each other. And I, I know I've been in, in church uh, uh, a fair bit of time of my life, and I know that's not always the case, where, where people are always willing just to encourage one another. Uh, often there's, a, there's a, 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 you know, a, I guess, a pegging people down and, and uh, holding people back. Um, that's not what we should be known for in the house of God. We should be known as a people who encourage one another and uh, spur each other on to great works and to, to great achievements for the Lord. So get around people who encourage you. Uh, fellowship with builders 
not the demolition crew. Because in every circle of people, there's always builders who are, who are positive and, and uh, faith-filled, but there's also going to be those around, uh, they'll always be there, who are the demolition crew. And you need to discern, you need to be wise for your own spiritual future and say, well, I don't want to be part of the demolition crew because they don't have any part in, in building the house of God. They, they tear it down with their, with their own hands. We want to be part of the building crew. So... Get around godly spiritual people, um, uh, great people. Get them around you, um, and and use other people to to uh, to build your your spirit with. So measure fellowship for victory in your spirit. And my fifth and, and final measure is forward measure. I'll explain that as we go. Philippians 3 verse 14 says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ is calling us. Now I want to want to maybe uh, speak into some people right now and uh, uh, challenge you again perhaps or, or uh, remind you might be a better word is, is to uh, remember that you have a heavenly prize uh, for which God, through Christ, is calling you to. So, uh, yeah, that, that's just amazing because we all love to, to, to be winners and uh, we want to win the prize that God has laid up for us in heaven. I love the words used uh, at the very start of that verse. It says to press on. And I love the motivation why we should press on because at the end of the race, there is a heavenly reward. And uh, uh, I just think that this uh, description is so awesome. So my question here is, are you further down the road now than when you started this journey? And I hopefully you can say, yes, I am. But you know what? You're not at the, you're not at the place where... Uh, you're not at the end yet. That's what I'm trying to say. There's still plenty more to go. So the forward measure is possible when we value the eternal heaven motivation. So this world and all it offers is is not our goal. It's not the goal. It's uh, We have a much more precious goal, a much more uh, valuable goal, and it's an eternal goal. Mark 8 verse 36, Jesus has this to say about having an eternal perspective and he says he says it this way and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul hebrews eleven twenty seven 27 says it was by faith that moses left the land of egypt not fearing the king's anger he kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. I think that's awesome because he's, it says he kept his eyes on the, the one who is invisible. It means he, he kept his eyes on God who he couldn't physically see, but it's a faith eye that he has on God. And I want to I really encourage you today to develop a faith eye that you, you keep your eye on eternal perspectives. So I want to encourage you that whatever uh, blocks are in your way, keep right on going. Um, I think I'm just going to use a play on words where, where it says that Moses kept right on going uh, because that could be opposed with um, wrong going. Uh, so uh, I want us to have right going, not wrong going, because we can think that we're making progress, that we're moving, but we're actually wrong going. So um, that's probably, again, just a play on words, but uh, hopefully you, you get the, uh, uh, the, the, the gist of what I'm saying. 
the forward measure for victory in your spirit is another measure that you need to carefully consider and and uh, uh, be uh, self-analyzing where you're at, perhaps year by year, every six months, or every uh, every quarter, whatever works for you, and and measure your forward motion, your momentum, and be uh, seeking after uh, you know a a journey that you can measure your progress. So for you today, I want to pray. If you just uh, reach out your hand, bow your head, whatever you, you want to do where you are, because I want to pray for you that you can have a, a good measure of these things in your life so that you can have progress and victories in your spirit. So Lord Jesus, I pray for those watching today for honesty in our measure of our spirit. I pray that each of us may grow and practice measuring in fairness, in faithfulness, in feeding on spiritual things, in fellowship, and in forward motion. I pray for spiritual victory that we can measure in our lives. And I ask in the name of Jesus, amen. Now, I just want to give people an opportunity uh, to get their lives right with Jesus right now. The Bible teaches that if we believe Jesus, confess Jesus, and turn from our sin, then we can be born again. If you're ready for that, then I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me right now. Uh, The prayer will be on the screen and you can uh, read along with me. Um, Let's just pray. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and I I invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you've prayed that for the first time, we would love to hear from you. Contact us on Facebook or on the website. Go to contact us and do leave us a message. And I pray that uh, today's uh, message has really helped you to have a balanced measure in your life when it comes to spiritual victories and progress. So I just hope you can apply a lot of those keys and do some self-analysis. And I know that God is going to take you on a great journey that is full of uh, full of faith and vision and more vision and exploits. And uh, just, just serving God is the best way we can use our life for His glory. So God bless you and thanks for tuning in.